How is it going, everyone? It is once again me, Chewy, and I am one of the hosts of the podcast titled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. And I am once again joined by Mariah. How's it going, Mariah? It's going good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm a little tired, but I took a nap right before this, so I should be okay for the next hour or so. <laughs> Yay. I'm hyped up on coffee. <laughs> oh, nice. You know what? I, I can't drink coffee because I don't like the flavor of it, so... I... Oh, no. <laughs> Get a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I have to stay awake by just relying on my own body's adrenaline or something because I, I can't drink coffee. Yeah, well, only sometimes I, I drink coffee-flavored beers, which is weird because they're super bitter, but they're okay, I guess. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, but I gotta be in the mood for that. So anyways, <laughs> <laughs> before we start with today's topic, though, I need to remind our listeners, Mariah, that we do have social media. So we have our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. The best way to reach us on any of those is to go to our Linktree, which is linktree.com slash mythsbehindlgds. And if you're listening through uh, for us, or to us rather, on Spotify or Anchor, the link to that link tree is pasted on there. So you can just click on there and it'll take you right to our social medias. We do like to also encourage people to leave a review, comments, and why not st stop by our merch store and get yourself some official EMBL merch. Alright, so this week's topic was your pick, correct? I think. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was the it's called the Beyonds. Uh-huh. And well, it's interesting. I had never seen this movie before. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, you know, I just saw it um around the holidays last year and I fell so in love because I so I have a story in the end when after we like talk about it sure, yeah. <laughs> or like in different pieces where um, where we talk. But yes, yeah, so I have like some exciting stuff on why I fell upon this movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Again, I had never seen this movie. I've seen movies like it. And this director in particular, Lucio Fulci, is famous slash infamous for his visually striking movies. And when I say visually striking, I mean, I've seen other movies from him. I think I've seen one or two more from him. And usually the way the movie is filmed is interesting, or like artistically. The, the shots he makes are pretty interesting. Also, the scenery is pretty cool. But his trademark is the violence, the gore. And this movie has a lot of it, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It's very violent. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. At some point, it seems like they linger on the violence a little bit too much. I mean, and that's because we're used to the, I guess, the American way of cinema. The way that horror movies are shot over here in the States and, I guess, in other countries in general. <laughs> in which a lot of times they imply the violence. So it's like about... it's. Like, something's about to happen, but they don't show it to you. They kind of just show, like, a blood splatter or a shadow or something like that. And some of them do show, like, a stabbing or whatever it is that the person is doing to somebody else. Yeah, and, it, and the blood isn't too intense. Uh-huh, yeah. That's but what... not here, because here you see, every like, every single last drop of blood and then some. And it's super gory, and the visual effects are pretty... I mean, they're really well done. I'm not gonna say that they, they're <laughs> they're cheesy or anything because they they look pretty striking visually. They look pretty unsettling. At times, I found myself screaming in my chair as I was watching this movie. Oh wow! <laughs> wow, I love this movie so much. Um, it's really hard to find it on DVD, so I'm still on the hunt for it. Unfortunately. Hmm. So yeah. Well, I'm thinking that it's probably because of how violent it is. <laughs> yes, yeah. And, like, I guess, like, the ban. I'm sure there were, like, this movie was banned somewhere, <laughs> for sure. It, it was censored and banned. Uh, I don't think... Well, the movie has uh, somewhat of a weird history. Just really quick before we talk about the scenes. I found some information, and the movie was released in 1981 in Italy. 
but it wasn't released in other places until 1983, so about two years before, uh, after, sorry. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And when it was released, it was cut by several minutes, so what I'm guessing they cut is the violence, because we're not used to seeing that kind of stuff, so. <laughs> so, the cut that was released in other countries was censored by, I think it says here, 10 minutes, or something like that. Wow, that's that's a lot. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't released in its original form in the U.S. until 1998. Whoa. So, yeah. That's a long time. No wonder it's hard. <laughs> it's a rarity here in <laughs> mm -hmm. the States. I mean, people could see it, but it was a censored version. It wasn't the original cut, so... Yeah. Wow. That's that's really interesting. Makes me want to like go and find <laughs> the original. <laughs> well, I think the original is the version on Tubi, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. okay. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully that one doesn't have any stuff that was taken out, hopefully. I mean, No. because I think that it was released here before 1998, but it was a censored version. So if you find a, a, a version of that from before 1998, that more than likely will be the censored one. But if you're able to find a DVD from like 2000 or whatever, then that should be okay. But yeah, so I mean, I'm surprised that I mean uh, that Tubi has all these movies. There's more movies from this same director on there, so I'm definitely planning on on binging on some of that stuff later on. Yes, I love, I love that Tubi is free. Yeah. So that's, that's a plus, especially the true horror fans. Like, oh, it's like a dream. It's a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> so go check out Tubi. yeah definitely and, and we're not <laughs> sponsored by them but we should yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. um because yeah i'm just, just just to finish that commentary off they do have a really big selection of not just horror movies but all different genres but since we're horror based and just that i mean i was browsing through the horror section and it's like oh my god so many movies And there's so many good 80s films on there that are so hard to find. Uh-huh. I was really surprised to find a lot of movies that I wasn't expecting to be on there to be there. So that's it's awesome. I mean they don't just have like cheapy movies like No, from, from this no name. is like good movies. Mm-hmm. Even, oh, okay. Also, I did want to mention really quickly too. There's um, a lot of like old school movies, like from the seventies that you would buy today, but like the quality, if you buy them original, the quality isn't as well. And I found a lot of old school seventies horror movies on Tubi that have been, um, what is it like remastered? <laughs> and the quality is amazing on Tubi. So that's another plus about Tubi is that um, the quality of these horror films that you absolutely love are, really great so they're they look a little bit better well yeah they look a lot better than the original um when it was released in vhs and stuff like that so did want to mention that too Uh-huh, because even this one, when I was watching it, I was like, wow, this movie looks really good for it being 40 years old. yeah <laughs> it is really old uh-huh, I mean, it's a 40-year-old movie. It doesn't look like, oh my god, amazing, but it looks a lot better than I thought it would, to be honest. Especially considering that it's it's not a major motion picture. It's a low-budget, you could say almost independent release, so the, the quality looks really good, so yeah. So, uh, I guess let me get started <laughs> with the discussion. So, right off the bat, I'm going to say that the story doesn't make a lot of sense a lot of the time. So, Right, it's a little bit confusing sometimes. it's the kind of movie that you really can't not be watching. Like, you can't be playing with your phone or doing other stuff because if you miss a couple of things here, you're going to be completely lost. Right, <laughs> need to stay focused. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so the movie starts with this black and white... intro which is set sometime in the 1920s and it's this guy that's painting this weird painting <laughs> and he's doing that and then this mob of people really just comes across this lake and boats and they have torches and so they get to this what looks to be a mansion but it's actually a hotel and they find him And they accuse him of being a warlock, which is like a male witch, right? Yes. Mm-hmm.
So they accuse him of being a warlock. And he says, no, I'm the only one that can save you. I'm keeping the gates of hell closed or something like that. But these people don't want to hear it. They don't care about that. All they care about is that he's doing, quote-unquote, black magic or something. So they start beating him up, but they don't beat him up, though. They... What's the word that I'm looking for? They cut so him like up. Torture? Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's basically torture. But what I'm trying to say is that the guy that hits him gets some sort of a whip or a chain or something, and he just slaps him across the face, and you can see right away the skin coming off <laughs> within the first hit. Like half of his face is like cut off. <laughs> And, of course, I mean, they hit him more times, and every time they hit him, more skin falls off, and he's bleeding everywhere. And not only that, but they eventually nail him to a wall, and you see the whole process. Nothing is not shown. I mean, every, or rather, everything is shown. <laughs> so, you see him being nailed to this wall, and, and the nails are super big. They do kind of like railroad spikes. Mm -hmm. In a way, and so it's he, like old school. Yeah, yeah, and well, to finish off with this guy's torture or whatever we might want to call it, they throw something on his face. I'm not too sure. It looks kind of like some sort of plaster, but I don't know what it is. What do you think it is? I think it's isn't it like acid? Maybe something, but that's I, what I thought. I thought it was acid. Uh, because. You see it covering his face, and then his face starts melting or something. That's what, yeah, it may be acid. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is, but... Ugh, oh, that's so painful. And once again, you see everything, and this guy is screaming and, and asking him to stop. But they, they don't stop, so... That's basically the whole intro, but as all this is going on, you see a girl reading a book, and you hear a narration about some sort of demon. And basically, like, a warning. So, don't do this, or the world's gonna end, kind of thing. And this is basically the first scene of the movie, the intro, if you will. So, and I, I don't know if I mentioned it already, but it's shot in black and white. Or not black and white, it's like a sepia, like a yellowish kind of thing. So it's meant to show that it's an, a scene that's taking place in the past. Yeah, the setting was taken, I think, like uh, 40, almost... About 50 years. Something, yeah, it's about 50 years apart. So Before the next scene. Mm -hmm. So let's stop there for a minute and tell me what you thought of the scene. Oh, I loved it. It almost, <laughs> um, it reminded me, honestly, again, you know, growing up in like Catholic school and stuff, um, it definitely kind of gave me like religious vibes, of course. Um, and then also the whole black magic and then you know kind of also reminded me of like a little bit of like the salem witch trials at first you know with like them accusing him but i think what was so i know this is gonna sound so disturbing but like my favorite scene in the opening was his face melting like <laughs> it was just so brutal i don't know how they did it but they nailed it like it was amazing and then the effects, too. I think they were trying, um, you know, because the setting is based in 1927. So um, with the with the colors and everything. So I, I believe they tried their best at, you know, trying to nail around that time. So I think they did an amazing job with that. Um, and, you know, what's really interesting, too, is that he was actually in a room number 36 so this room number 36 is very important throughout the film so he was you know trying to protect the what is it called seven gates of hell so like when you're watching it it's like oh no like what did i sign up for <laughs> kind of thing like this is the opening like oh no like what else is gonna come out <laughs> The logic being that a lot of times movies save their most intense scenes for like the middle or the end. Right. And yeah. as you're watching this film, the first scene is so gory and so intense and, and you're like, well, this is a pretty intense scene. So what else is next? <laughs> it just gets you excited. Like, wow, this is the opening. This is awesome kind of thing. And you won't be disappointed. <laughs> 
just wanted to point that out. <laughs> See, and the weird thing about me, I think, that if I've heard people tell me is that how come you like horror but you don't like gore? And I was like, well, because not everything about horror has to be gore. And and I know you love you love gore. Right. I know you love yes. it. I know it's like yeah. your, <laughs> I know it's your jam. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the movie, but a lot of times I prefer movies that don't show too much because when movies try to show a lot of stuff, usually it looks cheesy or corny and it doesn't do anything for the movie as far as advancing the story. But this one, I mean, I think the special effects are pretty good overall and I'm, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here a little bit, but I mean, just in this first scene alone, the special effects as far as the makeup and, and the... The blood and everything, is, it looks pretty well done. So, I want to say that I don't think it bothered me as much as it normally does. So, I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> but Yeah, yeah, I mean, that that is a good thing because, you know, there are lots of horror fans that, you know, have their favorite stuff and then they're like, okay, you know, I, I, I like this much <laughs> or, or, you know, different, different stuff in horror. So that's good. That's good that you were able to like, be like, hey, this is kind of cool, you know, <laughs> and it wasn't, you know, too, too crazy in the opening. Mm -hmm. so. so what is the scene, the first thing you want to talk to us about? So the next scene um, is based in the setting of 1981. So we see Liza Morell. I think I'm saying her name right. Uh, so she inherited a hotel. So she has like these workers and I believe they came with the hotel. My first impressions were like, oh my gosh, they're ghosts <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so it's kind of weird, not weird, but it is really interesting when you do inherit something that you know you have people already you know coming with the hotel that are workers and stuff so that was kind of scary a little bit at first um and my first impression was ghosts um so that's what i think about when i see when i saw the plumber joe so what's crazy is that we actually see in the basement there's like bricks and stuff and you can kind of see something. And at that point, he is then attacked by kind of like maybe a ghost. That was kind of scary to watch. Um, I mean, my first thing was, oh man, this dude is being attacked by like spirits from wherever this other side is kind of thing. I'm not too sure what, because again, like they don't really explain a lot of things too much. You're kind of left uh, with the task of kind of trying to figure things out on your own. And a lot of people don't like that in movies. A lot of people like to have the story go from point A to point B and, and have everything kind of not spelled out for them, but at least connected in a way that makes sense to them. And this movie doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so it gets from point A to point B, but it kind of takes a walk through the forest and then it stops to admire the lake and then it goes back. And <laughs> so uh, it doesn't really get, or, or rather what I'm trying to say is not everything is cleared up by any means. So that's another thing to keep in mind if you're watching this movie for the first time like I was. But I have seen movies like this before that apparently don't make sense quote-unquote so it didn't really bother me too too much but i don't know if it's the language barrier or that they don't have time to make the movie or the budget to make the scenes more connected to each other but i mean that can be a good thing or a bad thing i mean as far as i sometimes like for things to not be explained to me if that makes sense. So, I think in this one, it wasn't too, too much of a problem. But I can understand why some people will think, man, this movie sucks because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And th that's kind of like another thing. It's like, don't give hope. <laughs> or don't <laughs> give up. Just keep watching. <laughs> the plumber shows up and he goes to the basement and it's flooded and nobody knows where the water is coming from because the lady says that there's no water in the pipes so she got the plumber to 
I guess, connect the pipelines or whatever. And she's like, yeah, but we have no water, but the basement is completely flooded. So maybe you can tell us why that's happening. So he goes down there and he explores. And yeah, he comes across this brick wall where it seems the water is coming from. So he tears down a couple of the bricks and then he gets killed by some hand. <laughs> and once again, the special effects on this, the, the hand kind of crushes his face and the eyeball pops out and it's like, okay. Yeah, it's very... Uh... It's like you can see everything. Mm -hmm. They did amazing with the effects, for sure. Yeah. So I mean, definitely that—that that, that is to me the the high point of the movie, the special effects, more than anything else. Well, that and the music. The music is pretty cool too. Oh, the music's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a really weird, interesting soundtrack, and a lot of Italian horror movies from this time period, like from the seventies and eighties, have really good music. Oh yes. I think at some point he sees something uh he sees um the body of the guy pinned to the wall like the one that they crucified or, or in, the, in the beginning just heads up the movie is not gonna explain these things to you <laughs> but but you just kind of have to roll with it and the, roll with the punches so and to me mariah the next thing that that takes place is equally as disturbing <laughs> I mean, you can say that about pretty much 90% of the scenes in this movie. So, um, after Joe gets killed, this lady, you mentioned that some of the employees came with a hotel. And what that means is that, or what I, what I think it means, is that it's explained down the road that the lady, Liza, inherited this from her rich relative. And... So she's like, well, the employees came with a hotel, so I'm assuming they were just hired by him to, up, you know, keep the, the place clean, whatever. And when she inherited, I guess they became her employees by default. That's what I'm thinking. So one of them is this lady named Martha, and she's pretty creepy. I mean, yes. they're, they're both creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The lady's name is Martha, and the guy's name is Arthur, and Arthur looks weird. And she looks like, I don't know, she looks weird, too. <laughs> it's kind of hard to describe. But but um, anyways, this lady Martha goes down to the basement and she finds Joe dead. So they take the body of Joe and the body that he found behind the brick wall, which is the body of the guy in the beginning, that gets nailed to the wall. So they pick him up and they take him to the morgue, both of them. And when they're there... Joe's wife, who is now his widow, goes to, I guess, identify the body. But at the same time, there's the other body next to him. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And the other body looks all... It doesn't look like a skeleton. It looks like a zombie, kind of. It looks like the skin is still on, but it's all like rotting off. And I don't know, it looks cool. <laughs> it looks kind of cool. But for some reason, the doctors hooked up some brain electrodes to it. Like, I mean, if you're dead, you really don't have any more brain activity. So I don't know what the point of that was. <laughs> it's... <laughs> the scene, and that's one of the things that, that we've been saying. Like, there's, a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense. And me, I mean, I'm not a doctor. But I know that when you're dead, and this body has been dead for like 50 years, whatever your brain doesn't have any more activities. And for some reason, they're like, well, let's hook up this body that we found that's been behind the brick wall for 50 years to our brain machine to see if it's got any brain activity. Like, that, that doesn't make sense to me. But anyways, I think that was more of a setup thing than anything because as the lady is there crying for her dead husband, you kind of hear the machine beeping and stuff like that, and you kind of see, like, some waves. So that kind of indicates the body next to him is not quite dead yet. After all. Right. Yeah. And then she gets scared by something off camera. You don't see what... I mean, I think it's the body. But I think the body did something that they don't show, actually. I don't think. But she screams. And she falls. And there's a lot of falling in this movie, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We, we forgot to mention this guy in the beginning falls. And he almost breaks his head in half. And uh, the painter guy in the beginning of the movie. Yes. 
he falls and because he sees a ghost in the window and he's like leaking blood from everywhere <laughs> like his eyes his ears yeah. his mouth it's, it's anyways that's a different scene but um in this scene that we're talking about so the lady sees the body doing something where something happens in the room so she falls and apparently she dies or is faints or something and what I thought was water in this jar. Because it's not even labeled. It's just like a, a clear jar with this clear liquid. And when she falls, she knocks it down. And the liquid starts pouring on her face and it melts her face. <laughs> and you see the whole process of a face melting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super disturbing you basically watch this lady's face melt frame by frame there's no censorship there's no cuts in it and obviously it's, like, it's not a real person you know but it looks pretty realistic and i did have find some information on that by the way that they did use real acid for this scene oh wow uh-huh and of course i mean the the face is, is it's not a real person it's a dummy that they made and the the way you see the the face melting is actually what happened they poured the acid on this thing and that's what happens when you pour acid on stuff <laughs> in real life oh wow it wasn't water it was real acid that they used in, in scenes so they had to be careful with this i, I hope they were careful <laughs> yeah I mean, it's a different time for sure. I don't think they could do that anymore nowadays. I don't think anyone could be, okay, guys, we're shooting a scene in which there's going to be some face melting. I'm going to use real acid. I mean, nah, they, they don't do that. They, they can't get away with that anymore. But this being the 80s in Italy, they don't care. And they pour real acid on this face. <laughs> and it melts. That is just so cool but so scary mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> i don't know i would be scared being like in production <laughs> like working on the film like this <laughs> for sure it's, it's a just, different it's... time for sure man uh, and... yeah <laughs> different time for sure and when you say that people think like well you told me it's better back then like it doesn't mean it's better it's, it just means it's a different time and things weren't done the same way that they're done now and yeah, I really doubt that any movie, whether if it's a low budget or a high budget or whatever you want to call it, I don't think any of them would use real acid in their shots anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, oh, and, and uh, the scene ends with the daughter of the plumber, Joe. She hears the mom screaming, so she goes in. And this girl basically watches her mom's face melting off. Yeah. It's kind of, like, disturbing. She just stands there and looks at it, and she doesn't do anything to help her mom. I mean, I guess she's scared. She freezes in, in fear. And it's not until the acid is almost reaching her feet that she reacts, and she tries to run away. But she opens the door, and then, like, some sort of zombie comes up, and it, the scene cuts. And you don't see what happens. Well, you, you kind of figure out what happens to her later. But for the moment, you don't see what happens to her just yet. So, I mean, this whole sequence, Mara, is the, the bodies in the morgue and then the face melting and the daughter. Like, how did that make you feel? Oh, it just, it. I do remember I had, like, my hairs on my, both my arms were, like, up and stuff because like I can't imagine like a kid just like looking at their parent like dying and not doing anything like it's kind of creepy it just gave me like a lot of creepy vibes and it was scary because I was watching it during the nighttime <laughs> <laughs> and I had all my lights off it makes sense now about the acid how why it looked so realistically and stuff like oh oh it's, uh, it's it's you know i love gore and all that but this was like really gross <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and that's coming and i and i love gore but this this scene was kind of 
um, it just gave me like the goosebumps, basically. <laughs> I don't blame you. So, what's the 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 next thing you want to talk to us about? So we see Eliza. So she's driving to town and stuff, and this is where we finally get to meet Emily. Oh, I love Emily. Um, so she meets Emily, and she's a blind woman, and she has a dog with her, um, which is a guide dog named Dickie. So anyways, um, it's kind of really creepy at this point because at first, um, without knowing the story and stuff, I automatically thought that Emily was just trying to kind of warn Liza and stuff that, you know, she should return to New York and not uh, go through with this hotel with reopening it. So Emily, at first I was like, okay, well, maybe she's like a medium, you know, or like a psychic and stuff, maybe. Um, so that was like my first impressions um, when we saw Emily and stuff in this scene. I was really, really interested. And how did she know that? And why did she know that? And her eyes are really creepy, too. <laughs> they almost look like egg cracks. I don't know. <gasps> Have you seen the Halloween eggs? They're Halloween spider eggs. Have you seen them? No, I don't think so. Oh, they look just like Emily's eyes. So <laughs> it's like an egg. It's a hard-boiled egg. And it has like green, um, like snaky things on it. It's so cool. But anyways, that's what it reminded me of when we saw Emily. I don't know, like her eyes are like just really scary and stuff. I think Emily is shown in the first scene of the movie when, uh, when they're going to kill the warlock guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for a brief moment. Well, yeah, well, I guess because she's the one reading. Yeah, so right off the bat, I mean, when, when I saw her in the scene, I thought immediately that something's off about her because she's either a ghost or something like that. But because we saw her and, like we mentioned, the first scene is 50 years ago. Right. And... She looks the same, pretty much, as far as she hasn't aged. She doesn't look like an old lady. She looks like a young lady still. So I thought, where either she's a ghost or she was sent to the future through some time portal or something. So we'll figure out what happens to yes, her Yes, because she looks, she doesn't look like a ghost when Liza meets her. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's why I was like, well, maybe that was her mom in the beginning. <laughs> so I don't know. I just like had all these like <laughs> questions and stuff it was so exciting um to learn all that as we go yeah and actually i did find some information about those eyes that you're so into in love with <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically this is the 80s mind you so once again times were different and back then in the 80s contact lenses did exist they were they were already a thing but they're not like the ones that we see today that are plastic and flimsy and real easy, well, well easy, quote-unquote, to put on and take off. Back then, they were actually made of glass. Wow! So, you, if you wanted contact lenses, you could get them, they were expensive, and you were literally putting a piece of glass in your eye. Wow! <laughs> So, That's crazy. I mean, that alone is disturbing. I mean, I would never put a piece of glass in my eye, no matter what I'm doing. No matter if, no. if I'm blind or like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, blind in the sense like, like me, for example, that I'm not legally blind, but I'm like almost at the borderline of that. Mm -hmm. So my glasses have a lot of like of prescription. They're super mm -hmm. thick. And without them, I can see maybe like two feet in front of me. I mean, I can see everything. I can see my surroundings, but I can't see any details, so I can't drive without my glasses at all. I need my glasses to, to drive, or just do anything in general, because if, if I'm driving without glasses, uh, uh, no, that's I'm going to have an accident. <laughs> but uh, my point is that I would never stick a piece of glass in my eye to make my, to make my eyesight better, I don't think. When, if, I mean, if I can wear my glasses the way that I do now normally, that's 
I'm perfectly okay with that. I don't need LASIK. That also terrifies me, by the way. I'm scared of LASIK. That's why I never did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that and I have astigmatism, so my eyes are a little bit deformed, and, and it wouldn't have worked, anyways. But um, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm I'm just really scared about my eyes. I'm really careful with them. <laughs> but anyways, what I'm trying to say here is is that the lenses, her eyes look like that because they were actually glass that she Whoa. put like that she put in her eyes, and they were also painted. Wow. So, I mean, according to the information, she really was blind because she couldn't see anything. It's, it's like she was covering her eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's really creepy. <laughs> so what it says here is that she had to... You don't hear it, but she had to get people to tell her which way to walk. In her scene so that she didn't stumble on, on things so that she didn't fall and the other thing they would do is that as often as they could so in between shots or in between takes they would actually take the glasses off of her and disinfect them oh so i mean man. I, I mean i don't know this is just really this is really discomforting <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah i know like my eyes i'm all like oh no 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 uh-huh so i mean can you imagine like yeah like you're like even when people like touch their eyes like there's so much germs on your hands oh yeah you know and then you know having to constantly wash your hands and making sure like you don't like have a habit of touching your eyes and then getting an infection and stuff like oh no yeah no that's that's a big no-no for me so, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to bring that up because since you like the eyes so much, I don't know if that's going to change your mind anymore. <laughs> no, definitely not. You know, it kind of makes more sense as to this um, this other thing that I'll mention in the end. Okay. <laughs> but I'll bring it back up. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's really amazing learning about that. I mean, props to this lady for wearing these glasses, literally like glasses in her eyes <laughs> in her eyes uh. not on her like <laughs> that are painted and and that they basically did make her blind because since they were painted it's like she was just covering her eyes uh. Uh. so wow i mean i don't know <laughs> the next thing that i want to talk about maria is the i don't know who this guy is I, if it's mentioned i think i missed it I think he's some sort of contractor or a friend of Liza's or something. I don't think her his role in the movies explained, and if it was, I, I might have missed it. I'm sorry. But he goes to the library to find the blueprints for the hotel. For some reason, I guess because he wants to remodel some parts of it. I don't know, something like that. So he goes to the library. And by the way, I don't think we've mentioned this, but this movie's actually filmed in new orleans so a lot of the restaurants and, and stores they visit they were actually in new orleans when they were making the movie so i couldn't tell you they're still there right now but at the time of the filming they were real stores and, and streets that they were walking on in new orleans so anyways this guy goes to the new orleans library and uh, he is looking for the blueprints and the librarian tells him where it's at and <laughs> i thought it was kind of funny hey i gotta go to lunch so stick around okay just don't steal anything kind of thing <laughs> and so he's like yeah sure whatever so the guy the librarian leaves for lunch and this guy climbs the ladder he finds a book he sees the blueprints and he gets surprised at what he sees for some reason and then I don't know where, like a lightning bolt scares him and he falls and I think he breaks his neck. Yes. Yeah, I remember the neck. Oh, oh, yeah. The, I remember like you hear, you heard a crack. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he, he breaks something for sure because uh, either his neck or his skull or something snaps or cracks or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, I mean, this guy is now paralyzed from the impact. But 
you see this little army of tarantulas sneak out from this vent or something like that. And I didn't time the sequence, but I think it's like three or four minutes that you watch these little tarantulas walk across the floor. And then they get to him and they start eating him alive. And the visual effects are pretty, again, pretty well done. Let's just say that. Because of course they're not going to use real spiders for that part of the scene. They use them for like the setup. But when they, I'm hoping they didn't use real spiders. <laughs> yeah. But for like the parts where they're actually I mean, eating him. It's too real though. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh. Basically, that's the, the whole. I, I really can't describe it because it's something you need to see for yourself if you're out there in the audience. This man gets eaten alive by tarantulas. And I wanted to ask you, Mariah, since I guess you have more experience with animals than I do. <laughs> yeah. Do tarantulas eat people? I don't think so, right? I, I don't think so. But I do believe that they can cause. Um... I'm not sure if they're like poisonous maybe or um i do know that they can definitely like hurt um hurt people but i'm not sure about eating them <laughs> alive because at, i mean at, there's points in the scene in which you see them actually ripping off pieces of his face off so i'm like are, i'm thinking like are tarantulas really that strong in real life can they actually tear somebody's face off I don't, <laughs> yeah i don't <laughs> think they can i hope not i've been been <laughs> by a spider um, mm -hmm. before and i had like you know the the mark on my forehead but um you know i didn't turn into spider woman so that's kind of cool uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah it, it is really interesting i'm not sure i hope not um but this is like a really brutal scene yeah for sure Mm -hmm. it's, oh, it's, it even gave me like the oh no what is this <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> like what's happening right now <laughs> um it did make me feel a little bit like woozy just just a tiny bit um and i love spiders like i love i love them so much but man this this was like over the top amazing um, <laughs> to me but it was also really scary too and i i love looking at spiders and stuff and like real life and stuff but oh i mean they look so big yeah in the film and i just i can't imagine like having a real one on me like that and like eating my face off and stuff yeah that's a little bit oh. disturbing and i got i have somewhat of a side story here really quick several years ago <laughs> i was trying to date this girl and she lived across the street from a park and one time I said to her let's go take a walk in the park I mean it's right across the street and she's like no I don't think so and I was like why she's like because it's full of spiders and snakes <laughs> ah. I've never liked bugs or anything like that but I was like it can't be that bad so she was okay let's say i didn't warn you so we were walking in this park and of course there's grass and trees everywhere and as we're walking and talking to each other i hear cracking noises it sounds like something dropping from the sky and so i'm trying to i'm like what what is that? What the hell is that sound? Where is it coming from? And she's like, it's the spiders. And I was like, get out of here. And so I, I, we keep walking and we hear the, the sound again a couple more times. And I turn around and I see like three tarantulas walking behind us. And they were pretty big. And when I saw them, I was like, oh, hell no. And I just ran away. <laughs> I was like, and, and so I, I just ran towards her house and then she's like ran after me laughing and she's like, I told you, I told you there's a whole bunch of spiders here. And I was like, you didn't tell me there were tarantulas. <laughs> but I legit 
heard what's I don't I can't even describe what the noise sound like other than it sounded like a cracking noise like like a rock falling from the like from the sky or, or from a high place. But it's scary because now after watching this movie, I feel like those tarantulas were gonna eat me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's so it's so brutal because I mean it looks like real blood, like when the spiders are eating this man alive. You know, they're going like to his chin and like taking that skin off. I just really quickly on a study, since you did ask me this question, spiders could theoretically eat all humans on Earth in just one year. So what? Um, they don't they don't necessarily, you know, they don't um, prey, you know, like on humans and they don't like they eat insects and stuff. But a scientific study claims that theory about that they can eat humans in one year. So, wow. to answer your question, that's like really scary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't want to participate in the study. <laughs> yeah, for no, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll take yeah. the word of the scientists on this one. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, stay for away sure. Spiders from now on. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for you guys that have tarantulas as pet, as pets, be careful. Oh, oh man, so scary. I mean, having a tarantula as a pet, to me, is scary enough. But after hearing that information, Maria, I'm like, oh, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that, you know, that they actually did research on this and stuff, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> Running for the hills kind of thing. <laughs> and as a quick side note to that also, I read some time ago that spiders are getting bigger over the years. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. So if they keep at the current rates of growth i think i remember it saying that in within the next 50 to 100 years some spiders would be as big as rats or even like cats Whoa. or small dogs so can you imagine I believe seeing, that. seeing a spider the size of a cat that would be insane <laughs> be like its own movie like those uh spider giant movies that were like back in Back in the day with the black and white movies. Yeah, that those, but also, um, what's that movie called? A Eight Legged Freaks. Eight Legged Freaks. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> now you have me like watching my arms to make sure there's no spiders <laughs> on me. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, I don't think I'll be around when that happens. <laughs> Yeah, thankfully. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully I mean, we're gone by now. The, the scary part about that is that if I'm around in 50 years, I'll be like 88. So I'll, I'll be like unable to move. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I'll be sitting uh, in a wheelchair somewhere like, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, make sure that there's no spiders there. Yeah. Well, anyways, the, these are the thoughts that we got from watching that scene in this movie. And <laughs> let's move on so we get to... All right. To the rest of the scene so what's the scene that follows after this maria that you want to talk to us about we see emily so um just right before the spider scene emily actually visited liza you know at the hotel and told her don't go to room 36 and so the doctor tells liza too that you know this house has been abandoned for years all right so the next one, right after the spider scene, we see Emily again, and she's being confronted in her home by loads of corpses. So this is like so creepy to me. Um, and this is the part where I'm like, okay, so she, you know, it's confirmed like, yeah, she's a ghost, basically. Like I thought, you know, watching this film, like, wow, this is like, super brutal and then it wasn't until this scene where we see emily um kind of like i don't know if she's kind of having like anxiety you know because these corpses want to take her you know um back because um i believe like maybe she didn't do what she was supposed to do um and stuff so i was really confused about that at first because i was like i don't really know why they're trying to take her um back to maybe you know the other side and these corpses look really creepy and so thankfully emily's guide dog dickie she gets him to like fight off you know the corpses and stuff and um 
Dickie does that. So he chases away, you know, all the dead people and stuff. Then, this is the craziest part to me, I think, in the movie, is that we see Dickie end up killing Emily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This was, like, crazy. Like, seeing your beloved dog eating you. And so at one point, as soon as I, I saw that Dickie was, you know, killing her and stuff, I thought, okay, he knows that she is a dead person. And maybe he can smell that she's dead too, you know, or evil, or there's something evil surrounding her. That's what I got from this when I'm watching the scene. Um, I don't know. It gave me chills. Like I was, I was really scared. It's definitely pretty disturbing because, yeah, it seems like the dog is taking care of her by scaring the the. Are they zombies slash ghosts because they appear from nowhere? Yes, yes, I definitely would describe it as zombie ghosts. Because, I mean, they look like dead people, but they appear from nowhere. So it's like they're ghosts, but they look like zombies. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really cool. The dog attacks him. And then she's, oh, thank you, thank you, Dicky, for saving me, whatever. And then the dog responds by biting her in the throat, <laughs> like, chewing her face oh. off. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's it really it looks, it's it's... I mean, just that scene, like a dog eating person, just, you know, attacking her and end up killing her. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a very violent scene. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, like all the scenes in this movie, but this one, I guess it's especially jarring because it's a dog and, and you just literally saw the dog saving her life five seconds ago and then he's like, bites her face off <laughs> so um just a quick piece of information on that the dog that bites her quote-unquote and like in the shot is a fake head of a dog but but uh, i mean i mean the dog in the movie is real of course but when they shot that those scenes of of dog biting her face off it's a fake head of a dog so According to this, that sequence took three days to, to finish. Whoa, that's a long time. I mean, imagine. Yeah, wow. I wonder if anyone out there makes movies, if there are multiple... I mean, this being a, a small budget movie, they probably didn't. So I wonder in a case like this, Mariah, where... A scene takes three days to shoot. Do the other actors do nothing in those three days? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would go get coffee. <laughs> or go and visit, or... I mean, go and explore. I don't know. Or do they have another smaller crew shooting other scenes with the other actors to save time? Yeah, I would probably say maybe they... Um, definitely do other scenes, probably. I would think so. I mean, maybe like the scenes where they're just talking. Yeah. Because those are, I think those are pretty easy to shoot. I mean, I've never made a movie in my life. But what I mean by easy is that they don't have any action stuff. It's just people sitting in a chair talking to each other. I mean, I don't think that's too Super difficult. hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, I, I just had to start right now in my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, the scene as a whole, as you describe it, is, is pretty disturbing. And that's why I'm not a dog person. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of cases like this, I prefer cats. Thank you. Um, so, I guess we can start talking about the ending here. And the ending, it's kind of, again, uh, nothing is really explained to you. Or it's hard to make sense of what's happening, rather. But you find the doctor reading this book and it's it's the book that is shown in the first part of the movie, in the first scene. 
And so he and Liza end up going to the hospital. And the hospital is overrun with zombies. And these aren't ghost zombies. They're just zombies because he shoots them and they die. Or, or when he shoots them in the head, they die. Because you see him shooting them in, in their arms and their shoulders and whatever. And nothing happens to them. But as soon as he hits them in the head, they, they die. Quote unquote. And so they're surrounded. I mean, the entire hospital is surrounded with these things. And they're able to escape. And actually, the little girl, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm laughing, and I, I don't know if I should be laughing or not, but um, the little girl, the daughter that watches her mom's face melt in the hospital, she's in the hospital again for some reason. And she becomes a zombie herself, or she becomes possessed, or whatever you want to call it. And she tries to attack Liza, and the doctor shoots her head off. And ah. it looks, I don't know if I, if I sh should use this word or not, but it looks cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. It looks cool when the guy shoots her head off and I'm like, uh, am I bad for laughing about this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard to describe the, the mindset because I, th I thought it looked cool and everything, but yet I laughed about it. Not because I thought it was cheesy, but I don't know. It just came from nowhere, I guess. Yeah. And so they're able to escape. They're shooting their way out of the hospital and they find this doorway. And they go down this set of stairs and they're walking. And then as they're walking, they realize they're back in the hotel again. And they keep walking and they find this weird landscape. It's dark and the floor is all white and gray and it looks like the painting the guy in the beginning was making because he's he's doing this painting and that place they get to looks just like the painting the guy was making in the beginning and they're trying to find a way out but they can't they're scared and and then at some point they themselves become either possessed or ghosts or whatever you might want to call it. And then they disappear and the movie ends. <laughs> so crazy. I thought the, the hospital sequence was cool. I mean, I don't know where the zombies came from, but it's cool. I, I like zombies in my movies. And I was confused as to where they went in the end. I mean, I, I of course, I mean, I guess it's hell. But I'm confused how they got drawn there to begin with and what happened to them in the end. I mean, I guess they're trapped in hell forever. But going back to what we've been saying, things aren't really explained to you at all. So the ending is kind of weird. I just want to say that. <laughs> you know, it kind of leaves, I guess, the audience to kind of you know, pick what just happened or like what, you know, to kind of put things together kind of thing. I guess the world ended in this movie <laughs> because they mentioned that when the gates of hell opened, the world was going to end. So I guess the gates of hell are now open because there's people, zombies walking around and I guess that's the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy because they both end up being blind. Yeah, like Emily. So that was oh, that was so creepy to see. It was it was awesome. I loved it. Such a great film. So, um, I did want to mention some things. Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, so some exciting facts. Um, I actually stumbled upon this movie during the holidays of 2021 because I was actually. I'm obsessed with living dead dolls. <laughs> and there is this number one favorite one of mine called Posey. And I love Posey so much. I've loved her since she came out. And I just, I loved her, her eyes and stuff. And um, they recently just made, I think like an anniversary one. I don't know if it was like 20th anniversary. 
or 10th, I'm not sure. But anyways, they made a new anniversary um, doll and stuff. And the doll actually has glass eyes. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, so that was kind of cool how you, how you mentioned about the glass. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. So this doll, living the Living Dead doll, Posey, is actually um, inspired by this movie. And it's inspired by Emily. So it's so amazing. I love, I love it so much. I love it that the Living Dead dolls company went out of their way to like honor this movie and I just I loved it so much and so I love Posey I don't have the doll but I have the plushie doll and she's so pretty I'll have to share a picture and stuff um so yeah so Posey um she's uh you know she kind of looks just like Emily and you know, her eyes are white and stuff. And the new anniversary dot actually has glass eyes and it's like clear-ish, um, which is really creepy. Another fun fact about this movie was the funeral uh, sequence in the graveyard was actually shot in St. Louis Cemetery. So in Missouri, I would say. So that's kind of cool. So... Yeah, so I just wanted to mention that. And it's the St. Louis um, Cemetery 1. So yeah, so if y'all are, you know, in the area, go check it out. So Mariah, I think we are ready to now give our score for this movie as far as um, how many glass-eyed zombies. <laughs> oh, know. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, literally glass-eyed zombies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. I have to say I this is my favorite other movie other than The Ring. So I would have to give it a 10 for sure. Uh-huh. Okay. It exceeded my expectations. <laughs> so I'm going to be a little bit more critical than you are and give this movie a 7. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, that's uh, pretty high. <laughs> I mean, only because I feel like... Again, I don't mind when things aren't explained in full to me in the movie. I like to be able to, to think and interpret ways uh, things in ways that may not be so cut and dry. But in this one, I did feel like at some points I lost where things were going and I actually had to rewind the movie a couple times to see if I missed anything. Um... But that's just on me. I mean, that, I guess that's just me, my personal opinion. But I feel like if they had connected the, some of the story stuff better, I think this could have gone at least a, an eight, but seven for now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do recommend it if you are a fan of blood and gore and weird scenes that involve animals eating people. I mean. Yeah. It'll yeah. definitely make your arms, I mean, you know, like your hairs on your arms go up. <laughs> it did for me a couple mm -hmm. times. So, um... 10 from you, 7 from me. Now, I guess we don't really have a clear and cut villain in this, but I guess let's just, let's judge it based on, on the atmosphere. Like, how many skulls out of 10? Like, how creepy is this movie? Oh, I would give it a, a 9. 9? Yes. I'm going to give it a, yeah. a... I'm going to go with a 9, too. Only because... We've talked in detail how graphic the scenes are, and I said it before and I said it again. I'm gonna say it again. I was at points I found myself like, ugh, like kind of squirming in my chair how creepy and gory this film was. But I appreciate it. For and the what actors, it is. yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're giving this a nine out of ten skulls for creepiness and atmosphere and just. I guess, weird vibes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Lots of weird vibes. <laughs> Having said that, Maria, if you don't have anything else to add, that would be your episode, wouldn't it? I guess. Mm -hmm. So, I want to thank you guys out there for listening to us when our, our ramblings about The Beyond, this 1981 Italian film directed by Lucio Fulci and we need to remind them again Maria that we have our social medias so we have our Instagram 
Twitter, Facebook, etc. The easiest way to find it is to go to our Linktree page that is on linktree.com slash myths behind LGDS. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Anchor, the link is conveniently pasted for you on there. So we also want to encourage you guys to leave a review. Five stars all the way because we are awesome like that. Of course. <laughs> and also, if you can, stop by our uh, official merch store. Take a look around. See if you buy if you like anything so you can buy it for yourself. Because we do have some cool merch out there. Um, but yeah. Um, what are we going to be working on next time, Mariah? Do you know? <laughs> um, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to, like, dive. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll definitely keep an eye out on Tubi for more movie selections. So, yes, it'll probably be something from there again, something obscure yeah. from there. So I'll let you know. <laughs> Yay. Uh-huh. So, yeah, once again, thank you guys for listening. It's been awesome talking to you, Maria, about this weird film. Thank you for suggesting it. You are welcome. <laughs> So, anyone out there listening to us, stay away from weird hotels with weird histories. Stay away from weird hotel employees that creep you. <laughs> stay away from zombies that pop out of nowhere. And I think most importantly, stay away from dogs because dogs can be mean. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, tarantulas. And spiders. Yeah, tarantulas yeah. are nasty. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, based on that study. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, now I'll be even more disturbed whenever I see a spider. <laughs> like, I'll oh, be no. thinking, like, this thing and its people or whatever, its, it's kind, can eat us in a year. Oh, hell no. I'm, <laughs> 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 I'm not going anywhere yeah. near any of them. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, until we see you on the next one, have a good one. Bye.